Welcome to another episode of Wealthy Teachers. I'm really excited to open our content-based podcast episode with kind of the beginnings of of the beta framework and um, what it is, why we created it, why it's important, (laughs) um, and you know what it can do for your business. I think it's a great introduction also to our line of thinking um, because it really is going to be an overview. This episode will be an overview of the beta framework, which is the foundation, the step-by-step foundation for our signature product uh, called Build a Better Beta. Mm -hmm. And when we say beta framework, we're not just saying, oh, it's going to be a beta version of a course, which it is, but the beta framework is an, uh, I guess, initialization for all the steps. Initialization. That's a fancy word. Out beta. Yeah. I guess it's not an initial. I don't know. Acronym. People get mad when you use the wrong one. Oh. Yeah. It's like if you can pronounce it, it's an acronym. So I guess this is an acronym. But if it's like CIA, that's not an acronym. I don't know. People get mad. Oh, wow. We're getting into grammar here. That's (laughs) what happens when you get two educators (laughs) in a podcast. So yeah. So well, speaking of, this is perfect. Speaking of not pronounceable acronyms, MVP. (laughs) So (laughs) let's talk a little bit about MVPs. And I think this is a great starting point because I want people to recognize where, I don't know, like betas come from, I guess. And so um, MVP is uh, initialization. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That stands for minimum viable product, right? And it comes out of Eric Reese's book, Lean Startup. So if you haven't read that, and that's sounds interesting to you, go for it. I don't think you have to read it because um, I don't know, you're not running a startup, but it's helpful in thinking about getting out a first version of a product. And um, and so the beta is the testing of the minimum viable product. And I think that's really important to point out as well. So like lots of people in the industry, myself included, throw around the word beta to mean the actual course. Like, oh, this is my beta version. But it can also mean the testing phase of something. And the notion of the MVP is it's carried out by real users in a real environment. And so it comes from that tech space of like testing out an app or testing out new software, right? How long was like Gmail and beta? Like 10 mm-hmm. years or something crazy, long right? Long time, yeah. yeah. Yeah, a really long time, <laughs> which is fine. And that might not be the best example because that's not what we want you to do with your course, right? Um, but I think what's important to point out is, okay, cool. That's all fine and good. Like, yes, MVP, create the minimum viable product to first make some sales. And I'm not the first entrepreneur to say that. Very clear on that always. But the uh, the I think that's actually ruining the confidence of the people selling it and, um, you know, people teaching, right? Because uh, that's an important thing to have is confidence in your product before you go to sell it. So if you think the product is crappy and just thrown together or you're unsure about it, it's going to be really hard to sell. So I do like reframing it um, for our students and our, you know, clients and listeners like you guys, um, that your teaching really isn't a startup, first of all, it's not an app or a product that you're creating, it's a course experience. And so in Build a Better Beta, we call it a Mac, it is your minimum awesome course. And I think that's really important to... um, nail down because it does change the energy of what you're creating. And um, I think it's kind of 
that reframe that helps you recognize that it's actually really valuable what you're creating. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a quote too that I got from um, this kind of explanation of what an MVP is. Uh, it's from Johnny Holland and it's that a, an MVP basically is a down payment on a larger vision. So when someone enrolls in your Mac, your minimum awesome course, that beta phase of your course, um, they are like, yes, Lindsay, I see where this is going. I catch where you're headed. And I'm so glad I get to be a part of it. And I think now when you start looking at it in that way, it totally changes the feeling behind creating an MVP. Hmm. So Derek, why don't you walk through maybe a little bit of what, about what the M and the A stand for? Obviously, <laughs> C stands for course. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, well, we already talked about what this stood for. Minimum is the M, right? And so what do we mean by minimum? What makes it minimum? We want you to not spend a lot of time, money, or energy on selling it, on creating it ahead of time. We want you to Yes, sell it, but don't go make sales pages. Don't Mm. script a webinar. Don't sign up for all these platforms that you're probably not going to use. You can do it with a lot less tech and a lot less pre-time and energy um, than you would think. So we want to keep it minimum. We want you to really focus on finding the right people, meaning the the students who would benefit the most from your idea of what the course is going to be. And don't make slides. That's a good example yeah. <laughs> of something not to do. For example, yeah. we want you to invite people into your course, exchange dollars for your time over the course of several weeks, and really have conversations with those people around your content. Yes, you're teaching, but we want it to be uh, more of a two-way street than maybe what you would imagine a course would be. Yeah. So in that, you don't have a big presentation to give every time you meet with your students. We're imagining like, you know, meeting with them weekly and doing some sort of uh, group call. Yes, you're teaching, but you're talking with them as you teach. Yep. That makes sense. Yep. And (laughs) I think like the minimum piece, like as it comes from lean startup too, is like entrepreneurs only have like so much currency and very important things. So um, Alex Sharfin talks about the like five currencies that entrepreneurs have. It's like time, money, energy, focus. I might be missing one. That's not five. That's at least four. But those are the ones I always think of, right? And Mm -hmm. so we want you to spend as little as you can on all of them for (laughs) an unvalidated product. And so by stripping away... Yeah, unvalidated meaning like no one's bought it yet. So you definitely shouldn't be putting that energy on the front end. And that's what everyone talks about when they talk about minimum viable courses and products. But we also talk about it as you don't even want to overextend yourself in the teaching section either. And Mm -hmm. I've watched entrepreneurs teach the minimum viable product and they're like, just be a week ahead of your students. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of pressure around that if you're already not confident in teaching to be creating slides and worksheets and to be blowing their mind. And so what we want you to, to recognize at least you know, here in wealthy teachers and like people who are in the BBB program is that like you are enough as the teacher. And we'll talk about that more in the teaching episode um, of the teaching step, but that that you get to hold that space and and you're okay with <laughs> you bringing your skills and knowledge to the game. So it's minimum ec- um, expense of those energies, those time, the money, the focus um, on both the front end selling and during the course, which I think makes our process unique. Right. Cool. Right. And then the A. 
That yeah, stands a, for awesome. A for awesome. So we really like, I want to reiterate that these are conversations and that's what makes this awesome. That's what makes this valuable. And that's what makes it worth spending a few hundred bucks for the students to pay you to be a part of this minimum awesome course that you're offering is that you are actually meeting them where they are because you're talking to them. You're realizing your curriculum isn't perfect because it, you haven't taught it before. So now you have students in front of you in those conversations, you're making live adjustments by talking to them and realizing, oh, I didn't know you didn't know this and I need to add this right now. And you can talk about it a little extemporaneously in your Facebook Live that you're having with them or your Zoom call. Then it doesn't matter if it's not perfectly organized or there's not an outline that you're following, but you at least know the stuff. And uh, the next iteration will go back and capture those little gems of knowledge that you dropped. You didn't even know you're doing it, but I guarantee they're there. Mm -hmm. And then the next iteration, worry about it at that point, then go in and make an outline out of all that amazingness that came from your awesome part of your minimum awesome course. And yeah, this, this really, there's something to be said about the, the first run through of content. There's an energy around it. There's, it's Mm -hmm. literally once in a lifetime because the second time you go through it, You've already, I don't want to say dirtied it, but it's been now adjusted and kind of steered in a particular direction because people have gone through it with you, which is a good thing. But the once in a lifetime chance of going through it as a first student and being able to direct it yourself as a student, that's valuable. That's what makes it really awesome. More than just barely viable. That's why we don't exactly. want to use that word, you know, v- minimum viable. It's yeah, not, it's going to be exactly. awesome. That's what we're flipping. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's the the key in all of this is that this is actually going to be amazing for them and a great opportunity and it's mm-hmm. best for both of you. Right. Cool. So let's just like quickly blow through the beta framework. Um, You kind of started to allude to it a little bit um, and (laughs) we will go deeper in uh, subsequent episodes. So the first step in um, creating your Mac and launching beta style is uh, the blueprint, which is essentially a syllabus for your course. And it lays out the basics of what your course is going to be. The second step is enrolling students and inviting them to join your beta course um, and using kind of the audience currently around you. Uh, And step three is teaching. This is where you're actually running the course. And step four is analyzing. After you've run it, which is what Derek was kind of talking about, you're then going to look at it and be able to say, okay, cool, that was a, a great point. That one didn't land or made them more confused. And you're basically watching back your live workshops that you created and restructuring an outline for actual video kind of five minute, you know, digestible, as they say in the industry, uh, video <laughs> content for you to create. Cool? Right. So like, why is the beta framework important? Wait, as a good teacher, can I go back over what you yep. just said? <laughs> yes. Uh, reiterate, right? So beta, I just want to go through, if you didn't catch it, blueprint, that's the B in beta. Enroll, that's the E in beta. T, teach, and then A, analyze. So those four steps spell out beta, just Yay. in case you didn't catch it. <laughs> so meta. Yes. They'll catch it in the title. It will be like really clear. No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, so yeah, like why why do we think this is like, why does this work and why is it important uh, for people to launch like this? I think, I think there's certain hurdles that people think they have to jump over mm. in order to get a course out there in, in this space. And I think there's a, a lot of reasons for that. One is that 
that's what they see. They see the polished yeah. version yeah. of courses. And we get this sometimes in our own Build a Better Beta course where the, our course is pretty polished, could be more polished, yeah. but it's pretty polished. And they're like, well, you're saying to do these things, but you didn't do them. I'm like, well, we oh, did we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I think it's pretty clear at this point, like we've driven it home enough, but, and it's every once in a while, we still get the question of like, well, you didn't do this. You're not doing this. And I'm like, well, we yeah. did. And we, we've now analyzed it and made it better. We've improved upon it to this nice polished course that you see in front of you. Yeah. So that's what you're exposed to. That's what most people are exposed to. And totally. so, yeah, they, they think that's what you need to come that's out of the gate with. And that's yeah. pretty much impossible. Like, yep. I think it actually is impossible. <laughs> you can have a polished course, but I guarantee the it's content's risky. not going to be good. I think for me, it's risky, right? We're talking yeah. about all that time, energy, focus, whatever. And you can spend all of that and create something amazing. And it is possible, mm-hmm. but then like you could literally... And I've had multiple clients, you know come to me or like I you know would have some calls with them and they'd be like man I, I spent a year or like two years creating this right. and that makes my heart hurt and then like and then they made yes. one sale which it makes it mm-hmm. even worse and it's just like right. stick the knife in and turn it right so or maybe um, they they're good you know extremely good marketers and sell it quite a few spots, but then people don't get results and they feel bad because it's like oh they didn't, they didn't yeah, do what and I now wanted they have no the way to make adjustments. Right. Yeah. And I think that's important too, is like the beta framework basically is teaching you that uh, you need to iterate, reiterate at every stage that there's no way to teach it perfect the first time. And so Mm -hmm. if, so it has nothing to do with even like, oh, it's how you can make money really fast. Like it's Mm -hmm. more like, yeah, this is why it's good for you as the course creator to do it in this fashion because you can't nail it right out the gate. That's actually physically impossible in teaching. And that's what we want to communicate as well. Like no matter Mm -hmm. like how much lecture prep and like textbook prep you did, like there's nothing like actually being in front of your real life students and experiencing it and then changing it again. So if you spend all this money pre-recording all these things and then you find out that like you need a whole new section or you didn't explain it right, you're just probably not going to change it. And you're, what's going to happen is you're going to have a ton of questions in your Facebook group where people aren't moving past that module or that section or they don't get it. So then you have right. to go and re-record it. So it's, it, that's really key, I think, in all of this as well. Um, I think another <laughs> one, which is related to this, like, n- like, I think it's a mindset piece around a block around launching is people don't want to create a crappy course because yeah. they've been in so many. And there's yeah. just this overwhelming course fatigue, especially if you sell to other entrepreneurs. And I'm mm-hmm. seeing over and over one of the biggest objections in buying a new course is that they A, either have so many courses they haven't even finished or <laughs> B, they've been in a really crappy one that did not get the result they promised. And so our beta yeah. framework really kind of make sure that that's not the case because you are focusing on your students finishing, um, you're listening to them throughout the uh, you know entire process and you're collecting that data and that feedback so you can really make a really awesome product. So then when you go to resell it, instead of getting the like, I've been burned, you could say, yeah, but I went through this kind of process to make sure that I actually get my student results. Right. And I think part of the course fatigue is not just having been a part of a course or two or 10 that weren't very good, but it it, like part of the bad course experience is not being listened to. And with the beta process with the Mac, it's literally impossible to be not listened to. Mm. Like if, if you're a student in one of these amazing betas that our people are coming out with, 
if you're not on a call, like you're going to be noticed as not being on the call because they know who's in the class, right? Yep. They know, oh, this person didn't show up today. Like it's impossible to not be a teacher and be like, oh, I should reach out to that person. What yep. happened? You know, yep. it, you're, you're going to be hurt. You're going to be listened to. Your feedback is going to be valued. That's the whole point of this. Yep. And I think what we're talking about is creating a true kind of learning course experience <laughs> instead mm-hmm. of just a textbook. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you might buy a course and it's quote unquote a course because it's in a learning management system, has nice polished videos. There's some worksheets, maybe in PDF form, which isn't really helping anybody if you have to type something. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, it looks shiny. It looks good. But what did you just buy? You basically bought a textbook, right? You bought the, the like standalone piece of material and you're expected as a student to just go through it and then learn. That's hard. That's really really hard. hard. I mean, go learn from Wikipedia. You can't. Like, it's a good reference. You can just go check something out real fast. Maybe that's why you do buy a course is just having the reference. But if you're wanting to get an outcome that was promised on the sales page of a course, and you're only given the course itself without any access to a teacher or some sort of other students, yeah, community, yeah, exactly, then you're going to be struggling because you can't, you can't, you, you know, Lindsay says this often, and with my physics background, I love it because you can't <laughs> hand someone a physics textbook and say, learn. I've tried it. It's really hard. Yeah. Um, you basically have to at least have a study group. Yeah. And on top of the, the book itself. Yeah. And I like to always highlight with physics because it wasn't my zone of genius or math really is yeah. that there's like emotional shit that comes mm-hmm. with that. Like, and so I always had weird thoughts about my own abilities around math. And so like you're handing a textbook to somebody who already thinks they suck at something that's that's even compounding the like inability right. to learn. And so right. I think what we always highlight, you know, again, what makes us very different from other people is thinking about the emotions that your students are experiencing as they're going through your course and your product. Mm-hmm. And so um, if you're not paying attention to the the those kind of worries and concerns and fears and things that they're you know the mindset that they're in um you're not paying attention to where you could lose them in the course or where they like where an obstacle could be and like that's a bad thing too and so um the textbook only kind of learning like that's why we always say like that you're you know the textbook are the videos and that's great and you can you know watch all of them and that's awesome but like now let's go put it into action you Mm -hmm. have to ask questions you have to engage with other students and really truly keep that learning experience going right i mean you're you're face to face with the teacher while learning it in the beta version of the course again that's what makes it an awesome course it's that once in a lifetime where you're actually in the content with the teacher talking to them rather than just expected to, you know, read an article or something. Yeah. And I think a great example of this was uh, Amanda Bond's course um, strategy, which uh, she's a leading Facebook ad strategist and her course is called Strategy. And she came to us. This is actually when I still did one-on-one work. So this is before the beta process was ever even created. But we went through it with her without recognizing that that was happening. And so she launched a course on her own and actually felt very overwhelmed by helping her 
students get through the stuff because she wasn't sure how much she actually knew. And when you're teaching something like Facebook ads, which mm-hmm. man, that's like a whole other ballgame. Talk about mm-hmm. something that changes. Like it feels like sometimes almost every day, but definitely multiple times, uh, you know, a year. And so she felt nervous about like, I don't really know what my system is. And it was like, don't worry. We, you know, this is how you host the course and we will be on the back end catching everything and helping you formulate, you know, your outline and your stuff, you know. Fast forward, because that was in 2017, um, summer of 2017. We're now at the end of 2019. Um, she has relaunched the course four times. It's now officially on Evergreen, but she's made, uh, I think, well into the 250, nearly $300,000 from one product because we kept helping her reiterate. And what came out of that was the actual birth of the strategy system. It was not called strategy when she first launched it. And in fact, you know, her students said, oh, you can't call it like, I think it's called, what does she say? Connect, commit, close. That's her process mm-hmm. going through the ad mm-hmm. system. Right. And so one of her students, I can't remember which part of that was like, eh, we don't like that word. Like we like commit it, it, change it to commit or something like that. So like they literally created what she speaks on stages now about. And that's what mm-hmm. can be so cool for you. And the same thing happened with us with even build a better beta. We didn't call it the beta framework with the QT acronym. I actually called it beta loop and I made it look like a loop and I taught it that way. And then when I revisited it, um, after I ran it in beta version, because remember, I went through the process myself too. Um, then I launched it again. And I was like, oh, it's like step by step. Oh, it actually spells beta. This is great, right? <laughs> and so that's the cool thing when you recognize that being flexible about it and not being like, I have to figure out every perfect step of my journey. Like, no, you witnessing your students going through it actually right. creates your framework too. So yeah. you don't have to have that in place. And I think that that's really important. Yeah. And I, and it's important to note that she sold the initial version of the course without the framework, but it yep. was in her all along. Like she's yep. obviously a pro She didn't do a Facebook sales page. Ads. She sold it in Messenger. I mean, there's so <laughs> yeah. many things that we like ended up making a part of the beta framework just mm-hmm. by, I don't know, watching her, by just watching do it out her of intuition. Being, yeah. Supporting yeah. her for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. So I think, you know, what we want you to leave with before we like end the podcast is recognizing that like your course, like by creating a Mac, going through the beta product system, sorry, the beta framework system, um, you're actually creating an amazing learning experience. And that will um, help your students want to be in your course, it will help you show up as a better teacher, right? And we want your expertise to not go into a product that students never use, right? Like that's not right. the reason why we're doing this. We want right. them to have a true learning experience and get through a transformation. And I think mm-hmm. instead of like, you know, giving this industry a bad name and making people like think that everyone's making courses to money grab, like we're here to help people make courses that really, really change lives. And I think that's the most important part. Right. Focus on that A part of the Mac, the mm. awesomeness. It's really awesome. When it's done right, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, I've exactly. seen it. I've seen it a lot of times. Yeah. And I think, you know, ending with the beta framework itself and just remembering that it is a process to create a course. Mm-hmm. It's not a one and done kind of situation. Um, and when you set up your business in a way to focus on one product and making that product really great and um, do not just keep creating over and over all these different things. Um, it really can take you far, which, um, you know, obviously with Amanda Bond and like, I think our product 
must mm-hmm. be well over $300,000 now too, like our <laughs> own product, right? So um, I haven't actually done the math on that in a while, probably should. But um, I mean, that's the thing is it keeps on giving once you're, you know, really nailed down how you can help people and you get them results. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we're going to go through each one of the steps in a little bit more detail in the next episode. So we hope to see you there.